Hey Andalite Bandalites, it is Alex, and I am dropping in here to wish you guys a very happy holiday season, um, whatever you celebrate or whatever you're doing, and if that's nothing, I hope you're having a great part of the week in some time and place. Um, no, we just wanted to drop in and, and give you this bonus episode as a way of uh, us saying thank you so much for subscribing to our very silly podcast and it's something that we truly love and enjoy. So we are so glad that some people enjoy it and love it alongside of us. So yeah, if you guys were around last year, you may have guessed that there might be some sort of episode like this coming out. Uh, so I am glad to say we did it. It's coming out here. And uh, instead of me talking anymore, I'm going to go ahead and let our super awesome guest that we are so thankful for take it away, um, take away our intro and all hosting duties from us. So um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy and I hope you're doing well. Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous. I don't remember the rest. Where we, <laughs> within the two hour time limit, take yeah. you through a book with that we read when Alex was a child. With digressions and crying. Yeah. Do the bird noise. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Nailed the bird noise. Nailed one. That's it. That's the whole Honestly, thing. Honestly, didn't, didn't understand what you wanted, but I kind of figured it out there. <laughs> we got there in the end. Are we Are we going to have to like explain our reasoning be- behind what we chose and stuff like that? Yes. Explain yourself. Because <laughs> like I, I, had a, I had a strategy going in. Tell me about your strategy. I need to know this. Right now? No. We should, <laughs> we should start the podcast first. Is this the episode? Like, like, yeah. This is Casey and Alex. <laughs> What are you drinking? Usually is the thing people do. No, 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 no. Let's start way before that. How about you guys introduce yourselves and then we'll ask what you're drinking. Yeah. Well, hi. Who the fuck are you? My name's Drew and this is David. Hello, I'm David. And this is Drew. We're here to talk to you about Alternomorphs, a Superboy podcast. God. <laughs> Obviously, everybody here knows Drew from the dinosaur book that we did together. Bum, 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 I got bum, hammered. You did, and you were excellent. And you got really mad. Thank you. You got really upset about the time travel science, um, yeah. Yeah. which was hilarious. I was, and I re-listened to it, and yeah. uh, I realized it didn't make much sense. I've drawn a graph since. <laughs> I'll send it in. you drawn yeah, a graph. I, I really want to see this graph on the internet. Yeah, come on, hand it over. <laughs> post it, coward. <laughs> Send it. David, you're new here. Tell us about yourself. Uh, well, my name is David. I'm a Capricorn. Uh, and if you enjoy uh, long runs through other people's houses, uh, jumping over fences at three in the morning and sleeping in the gutter, uh, then take a time machine back about five years and hook up with me. We'll have a great time. <laughs> What if wow. I wanted to do those things now, though? Uh, same deal. Just come on over. Yes. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll, we'll get on a bus with a one-way ticket. Nice. I'm in. Uh, but well, I am the uh, the taller half of Cadmus to Crisis, a Superboy podcast, uh, and it's great to be here with you all today. We are glad to have you here today, and thank you for letting <laughs> me be on your Superboy podcast. Because Don't patronize that's fun me, for Alex. Me. That wasn't patronizing. Right. I'm extremely excited to be on Superboy. I feel like I know things. Even though I don't. Oh, yeah. Superb boy. Oi. Yes, thanks for coming on. 
Thanks for coming on Superboy. It was the best time of my life. I didn't have to edit anything. (laughs) I just got to say stuff and drink beer. It was great. That was pretty fun. Uh, We should probably... (laughs) We should do do another one. (laughs) (laughs) We should do another one. And edit the two that are in the hog. Well, you know what? I'm, um... I'm interested to speak about this book today, uh, because um, from know, animorphs man. to alternanomorphs. 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 What? A yeah, Tobias what the... Bird podcast. <laughs> what is up with the? What's up with this title? With the alternanomorphs. Like no, no, no. The next. It's passage. as if we started the story over, but there was a extra. So which is the main character is you. Yeah. I'm confused because it says you've been chosen, you are the sixth Animorph. Um, there's already six. Right. What the fuck? That's what you I, know what? I was I had conf- to go back and well, count like, the I fucking cover you, too. You, you don't include Axe. They're not including Axe. Yeah, seems racist. Superior. He's an alien. Yeah. yeah exactly. He's part of the out group. He's not, yeah. <sighs> well, even in the in the open where Rachel introduces us, she says there's you know, it's five of them. And so they're not including Axe at all for whatever reason in this weird open. I mean, like, technically he's different, but he's still part of the group and the collective of Animorphs. So come on, yes. guys. Is Tobias even an Animorph anymore? He's just a fucking bird now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he can morph again, so too. Like, he can morph out of bird, right? Yeah, he can morph. He has the powers. Yeah, he got his morph power back. But he's still just he's a not hawk, just right? A he is a hawk normally, yeah. yeah. His normal right. form is a hawk now. All right. Fine. Fair enough. Acid answered. Hey, I'm upset by the, the amount, the scale they gave to him on this cover illustration. Right? Though, above, like, the, t- the title. He's, he's like a yeah. giant bird person. He's so big. It's freaking me out. <laughs> like, hey, guys, what's up? Can you imagine if he was that in there? That is kind of like, funny. This fucking five foot, nine foot, like, teenage hawk man at your school just hanging out. Hey, what's up, guys? That's the show. What's up, guys? That's what they should have done. <laughs> right? Watch me, Ollie. Uh, Watch me, Ollie. Dear God. <laughs> I'm just a bird man. Your modern ways <laughs> and inventions scare and frighten me. But for some reason, they still have to, like, hide Axe because he's, like, an alien. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's truly freaky. But, but the bird goes to high school. Bird's fine. It's fine. Seems normal. Bird's fine. No big whoop. Everybody understands a bird, but an alien's hard to swallow in this weird high school they've created. It sure is. And believe me, I have tried. Womp <laughs> womp. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, oh boy. I noticed all of the A's that make up the picture this time. Did you notice that there's a secret message in there? Oh, oh, there is. <laughs> yeah. Holy about shit. That? Know the secret. I didn't even know to look for one. Well, oh. now you might know the is, secret. There's no Is there? There's no flipbook. Yeah. Thing though in the corners. Oh. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, these books are full That's of right. delights. Secrets. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, is the story supposed to be one of those delights? Because I'm not so sure I'm sold on this one, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I think, it, I mean, it didn't end on like a, a, a cliffhanger like some of the other ones. But I, I mean, I thought, so does it progress from here? Was the first alternative morphs like this one? Because uh, so this is number two, right? This is number two. 
Yeah. The first one took, like, plots from a couple of different books and kind of mashed them together in a nonsensical way. So, yeah, very similar. It is. I I think the only Mm. difference is this one, the first one was made entirely by, like, the editors at Scholastic. I believe this one actually had an author involved in it. So I think the quality went up incrementally. Okay. Oh, yeah, the the ghostwriter, Emily Costello. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So that's why they're thanking her? Yes. Because she did the, uh... a better job than the editor did last time around. Yeah. Thank you, Emily, for preparing this manuscript. That's right. So, like, and, and another quick question, like, before we get into the actual story, like, so they they shot off, like, four of these, right? I'm guessing? Just two. Why do I think there's four of them? There's Megamorphs. just two of there's these. There's four Megamorphs. Okay. Yeah, there's so they had four Megamorphs and there's four, four Chronicles right. books. I'm fine with the Megamorphs, but like the Alternamorphs here, it's like so they had a perfectly good series going, and then like just needed like seven more bucks or oh four ninety nine. Yeah, not even seven. They were they were kind of like, hey, choose your own adventure books are really big. How do we get in on this? Ah. Uh. Okay. Well, A number one, you can't say choose your own adventure book. That's a big no-no, and they will sue you. (laughs) Uh, Choose your (laughs) own alternative book. How about that for the Alternomorphs? Yeah, maybe that's the alternative, like, whatever. It's like how you can't say choose your own adventure books that I remember from the library uh, growing up. Like, do you remember, David, like, growing up and going to, like, the school library and getting the choose your own adventure books? Um, Did you ever read them? Yeah, sure. I had a whole bunch of them anyway. Like, but like, yeah, they were they were like possibly some of the most terrifying stuff that you could give a child, because like <laughs> you were constantly getting eaten by something, or like like literally there were very few good endings. Um, yeah, even the I good mean, endings, like you ended up like married to like the troll or something like that. <laughs> well, speaking of that, yeah, like I feel like there was it was almost like a maze where there was so many. Like every other page was like, all right, you want to do this? You want to do that? You want to do this? You want to do that? You want to do this? Yeah, and like. This book was like, uh, here's a bunch of reading, and then, oh, well, you can do this. Or maybe you want to do that? Choose carefully now. <laughs> yeah, these ones, uh, they, I definitely w- remember reading like the Goosebump ones in particular and being like, there's a lot to do. These ones, it's kind of like, I can see where you're leading me. And especially if you've read this series up until now, it's, you kind of know exactly what to do at every choice. A bit, yeah. There are some tells, I noticed. And I'm not, like, fully read up through the series. I'm only, like, maybe to book ten, I think. Yeah, but you, I mean, you would be... But then I have, yeah, the podcast. Right, right. So I guess I'm more exposed than a normal person, just by association. And I don't want to, like, spoil anything too early, but I kind of maybe have an idea of which trail you blazed at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well... Me or Drew? I uh, Drew, not because Drew was oh. because Drew was on the dinosaur book. Uh huh. It's true. All I was it. on the dino- dinosaur <laughs> book. That's true. No joke. I'm gonna talk Let's for a while to get us into this, and I am so very sorry I to to all of you guys, but I'm gonna talk for like a really long. I'm super time. into it. Are you? <laughs> all I want to do <laughs> is hear your your angelic voice speak to me. <laughs> Like, literally, nothing could be better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The end. It's like <laughs> ASMR. 
All right, well, I'll ASMR this, and by that I mean I'm going to read us through all the way to the first decision, which is pretty far. So bear with me here, um, and then we'll all get to talk equally and openly, and it'll be magical. Okay, <laughs> we'll get so. to talk about our feelings. We get to talk about our feelings and our decisions. Cool. This is the beginning of Alternomorphs number two, The Next Passage. The book opens with Rachel telling us how everybody longs to be special, and that while she seems pretty ordinary and lived an ordinary life with family and sisters, she was given incredible powers, the power to morph, and that made her pretty special. She tells us there are only five people with this power on Earth, uh, but there's six. So good job counting, Rachel. Uh, But this (laughs) comes with a terrible job. Save the world. We hear about how this isn't like a video game and real life and death scenarios happen every day and you really have to spill blood and in return spill your blood and blah blah blah, close brushes with death, this isn't a joke. She ends by asking us, can we handle it? Can you dig it? Uh, So cut to us. We're back in school. We're the new kid. We're enjoying all the awkward moments that come with being the new kid. We get talked to by losers. Nobody cool wants anything to do with us. Everybody is super clicky. You know, all the stuff that happens when you join a new school in the middle of the year and so on and so forth. But that doesn't bother us because we've done this tons of times before. We eat lunch alone. We try to avoid the kids, the losers that try to talk to us. After school, instead of doing something stupid, you go to a construction site and throw rocks at bricks. You get pretty good at it until you hit a brick that crumbles. <laughs> we think it's odd. <laughs> Casey, are you okay? <laughs> this new kid is such a dick. You're the new kid. You, it's We're you, such idiot. A dick. <laughs> it's us. We're the new kid. <laughs> I, I hate us. <laughs> uh. Uh. Okay, so we go to a construction site and throw rocks at bricks. We get pretty good at it until we hit a brick that crumbles. We're like, well, that's weird. But then we just shrug and go home. Except then we notice there's a cube in there. It looks like there's some crazy runes on it, maybe Egyptian or something. We grab it and we're going to sell it on the internet. The next day, we eat lunch at school. Some kid named Marco insists on joining us, which sucks. The good news is there's a buyer for the cube and we set up an email to send our address right before we got home from school and we can't wait to go there. Finally, the day ends. We rushed home, but there's something weird. Our dad is there. We rush upstairs to find our dad pointing a gun at a strange blue deer scorpion creature. Our dad's like, this is an alien and we don't know what to do with this. And then the doorbell rings and I wonder, is it for me? Why would it be? Don't know. You're the new kid. So a voice in our head says, hide. A second later, the door downstairs bursts open and these giant T-Rex looking like snake bladed motherfuckers come streaming upstairs. And then there's another blue scorpion alien deer, but this one is evil, we can tell. And then a voice tells us that we should have hidden. Then the other blue scorpion deer tells the creature that he is here for the cube. You realize this must be the bidder. We ask if he wants to buy the cube. He says, yes, he will pay anything for instance, your father's life, and then whips his tail blade at your dad's throat. One of the blue deer aliens tells the other he will not be getting the box. We are confused now because we thought they were all on the same side. The evil one threatens to cut off our dad's head. Then in an instant, the deer aliens are tail fighting. The weird thing monsters with the blades come slashing through our room and cut up all of our posters and bedding and everything's gone to shit. Our dad was tossed aside. He's approached by one of these bladed monster T-Rex things, but he then with his left hand shoots him three times in the chest. This got very violent very fast. Um, we feel like we're gonna puke, 
So uh, we're thinking about running to the bathroom when a grizzly bear and a tiger come crashing through the door. Then we run to the bathroom. We decide to finally listen to the voice that says to hide. So we try to hide in the tub. Our dad comes in, wedges himself between the tub and the toilet, wildly following the chaos with his gun. The evil blue deer morphs into a giant cone-shooting monster, hits the other blue deer, knocks him down, and then demands the blue box. Now is our time to shine. The box is in our backpack. We stand up and say, if you want it, you can have it. The voice in our head yells, no, and we know that's meant for us. The voice tells us not to give him the blue box, and our first decision is here. Did you give him the blue box, or did you not? Oh my god, you guys. That was a lot of talking to get to our first decision. You did good. It was shorter than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Oh, good. Yeah, I think you summed it up pretty well. Thank you. But I also fell asleep and wasn't paying attention, so could you just repeat everything you just said? Is that cool? Oh, no. Definitely. <laughs> so, my name is Rachel. No, I'm just kidding. I will not do that. You'll, you're just going to have to tell me what you chose. Uh, who goes first? first? Hold on. Well, we first talk of all, about the fact that we're fucking David and I hate this book. <laughs> uh, not you, me. David. The other David. We're all David here. Oh. Are we oh, really right? David? Yes, we book? really are David in this book. Hmm. Is that what this that? is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, it totally is. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't even pick up onto that right until right now. <laughs> uh, uh, well, so, like, the way I saw it is, like, there's a bunch of wild animals attacking, like, a space deer in my living room with, you know, all this shenanigans going mm-hmm. on. So I was like, if I can just, like, not have this box, I guess this all goes away. Mm-hmm. So I tried to avoid conflict, and like the Animorphs, knowing that it's kind of like a, a dark series, I thought they would have honored that choice a little bit more. So um, I chose to give them the box. <laughs> oh no! And I thought there would have been like a redemption arc coming. Well, you would have thought, right? You would have thought that there's like two different ways this could have shaken down for the rest of the book. Like that would have made sense this early on. Right. Um, did anybody else choose true? to give them the box? Uh, I refused. Okay, yes. Casey, did you I, did you give him the box? I did not because fuck David. David, what were your reasons for refusing? Yeah, what? Why did you refuse? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Earlier, it was like, like something about sticking to their guns the... or something. Earlier, was that true? Um, <clears throat> no, like the the get out of here, you yell to the whatever. I was like, oh, he's there's this person is pretty uh. They're doubling down. They're not. They're not taking any shit or whatever. So I was like, eh, I'm not gonna give up the box like that. I went through all this trouble already for this stupid box. The box is mine, motherfuckers." <laughs> so because the person had the gall to yell at Horkbajir, you were like, "Oh, this person would not give up the box." Yeah, that was that was exactly right. Cool. Yep. Bingo. Okay. Hmm. And Casey, I, I'll assume you did not give them the box. No, because I knew we were David and fuck David, not you, David book david yeah <laughs> so so drew do you want to tell us what happened to you when you gave them the box yeah so like um <clears throat> viscer uh, rounded up my entire family threw me in a van uh there was a lot of what's going on and uh, some vocabulary words that our character clearly didn't know <laughs> and then we went down to an underground spa and they held our head underwater and then a worm <clears throat> crawled into our brain and explained the plot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind of worm. Oh. I loved the that you described the Yerk Pool as an underground spa. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, it's kind well, of like because they they describe it as the color of molten lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I had ever pictured it as like like a red pool before. Well, is that color accurate? Is molten lead actually glow red, or is it just like liquidy mercury looking well, stuff? That's that's a good question. Yeah, I always thought it was like I mean, silver red. I'm doing it. Doing it. Molten lead. I pictured like. Do you guys remember Super Mario 64 where you have to jump into that portal that's the cave level and it's kind of like that black shimmery like opalescent texture? Okay, so it is black. All right. Okay. I can deal with that. Neat. Okay. Neat. Neato. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, wow, wow. So then like since since I died like 17 pages in, I did take a gimme and went back. Yeah. And chose to give him the key. Good call. Good call. It, t- it straight up tells you once you like fuck up that like you should go back, dumbass. Yeah, it <laughs> it's like really shames you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really. The book does tell you you have to go back. Yeah. yeah. If you're following the rules of the book, it does tell you you have to start back at that page. Page 11, I believe. Mm hmm. Yeah. And let's see what they said. Because I remember this one being. Oh, this one was really harsh. What were you thinking? Go back to page 11 and try again. You fuckwit. That's what mine <laughs> says. Damn. All right. Whoa. That's Damn. what mine book says. Well, thank you, Emily you. Costello, for that. <laughs> Thanks for being Thanks so, so mean. Much, Emma. Thanks for being oh, a friend. Man. Kids gotta learn these lessons. They gotta learn. Kids gotta early. learn these lessons. <laughs> he's gotta learn. 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 No. Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> learn his lessons. He's got to learn the way. What have I done? You can fast forward cool five the, uh... minutes, folks, because this is going to happen now. In the jungle! I'm sorry. Oh my god, my tears. Ah. It's perfect. This song is perfect. I'll go ahead and talk again for a while for all of us that chose to not hand over the cube, which I'll count as all of us because this first one was a gimme. And this really introduces us to this book and the fact that there's really only one correct answer at any given time. Oh, we come on my way. <laughs> okay. Oh, we. <laughs> So, yeah, okay. The grizzly bear charges you. You're still laying in the tub. The grizzly bear crashes through the wall and drags you with it. You go flying through the air, tumble to the ground, smash your back and your everything, and then crack your head against the pavement and pass. And you're the fuck fucking out. dead. That's the end of the, the other decision. <laughs> no, you wake up in a dirty place that smells vaguely of animal poop, surrounded by kids your own age. You recognize one of them. It's Marco. The others introduce themselves, and when you ask where your parents are, Marco gives some really harsh reality about them being enslaved and, you know, the whole thing that happened if you'd chosen to give the cube over. Um, and you get really pissed. You want to fight, and you want to save your parents. And uh, Marco at that point, or Jake, one of those guys, says, there's no saving them. And that's when Cassie reveals, but there is an upside to all of this. The power to turn into any animal you can touch. You don't really know what's going on, but you agree. They make you touch the cube, the cube that you were going to sell, and uh, you don't really think touch anything it. happened. They, they really wanted you to touch it. Touch it! Touch it, touch Come it, on! Touch it. Then Cassie leads you to a horse in one of the stalls in the barn, and she tells you to acquire it. 
you uh, concentrate on it, but you really don't think anything's going to happen. And then she's like, okay, concentrate on becoming the horse. And you do, and you don't really think anything's happening to your body until the horse starts screaming and freaking out. And you realize that you have legs growing out of your chest and a mane down to your butt. Rachel pulls you away from the panicked horse and they lead you out to a pasture where you fully morph into a horse and then run around for a while, which is awesome until Jake's like, I remember the two hour time limit. And you panic because you don't know if you're going to be able to morph back or you're trapped as a horse forever. But you successfully do morph back. You kind of admit that you like this and you're ready to fight. Next scene, you listen to the Animorphs debating about making an army of morphers with the cube. And you kind of sit out of it because you don't really know what to say other than maybe you want other morphers because they're clearly a close click and you kind of want some new friends. Then everything freezes. The rain on the roof, the debates, Tobias, everything except a single raccoon that stands up on two legs, walks through its cage door <laughs> towards you, and tells you it's mad at you because you fucked up a timeline. <laughs> this is the Elemist. Welcome. No, it's Rocket. It's Rocket, the Elemist. It will save your family, but only if you make the right choice. Then a remote appears in your hand with two buttons. Button A and button B. Pick one. This is our second choice of the book. Um, <clears throat> this one seems a little arbitrary to yeah. me. Just like... Yeah. Okay. Look, this whole sequence has been the Matrix, all right? <laughs> Morphing into the horse, you just have to realize that there is no spoon, all right? And then Q shows up out of nowhere, doesn't call you Mon Capitan one time, <laughs> and tells you you have to choose the red pill or the blue pill. But with the red pill and the blue pill, they at least gave you, like, a, this is to wake up, and this means, like, you just go back to your life. Like Yeah, like, one pill, you yeah, go back to reality and eat horse meat. The other reality, you stay in the anima animatrix and become a horse yourself. You become the horse. If meat. you press A, Mario will jump. If you press B, he will shoot a fireball. <laughs> Make your choice. Oh god. Oh man. All Mr. Right. Anderson. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? 58. Mr. Anderson. 69. Isn't this like the kids science fair question? Doesn't like every kid do that the science fair? What? Yes. Put uh, an old tooth in a bottle of Coke and watch it disappear? Oh, Ew. no, that sounds better. Ew. Yeah, that's the greatest one you could ever do. No, there's like, there's the volcano, or there's like, you make a fake tongue and like, do how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Is that not a thing <laughs> that people did? <laughs> Fuck no! What no, the hell? this was a commercial. It was definitely a commercial yeah. um, for Tootsie Pops, my dear. Yeah. Oh. Did, Does Mr. Did actually do this as a science project? I think so. Because the answer was three. Yeah, one, <laughs> two, three. Three. One, a two, a three. A and three? then he bit it. According, according yeah. to that and commercial, it it's not an open-ended question. <laughs> like, yeah, it's solved. They know how many. Damn. Well, <laughs> one, well shit. A two, a three. <laughs> three. Well... I guess that was a useless experiment. I'm sorry I brought it up. Let's go back to the teeth and the coke, because that one's better. <laughs> yeah. Uh. No, that I did. Um, I I saw people dissolve turkeys. I never saw them dissolve teeth. Turkeys? Uh. Mm -hmm. Turkeys? Yeah. What? Like you'd put a turkey carcass inside like a oh. pan filled with coke, and you'd watch it like 
completely like over the course of a weekend like turn it into just like floating fats on top of the soda that's fucking gross you meant like a live turkey (laughs) fuck them birds like a like a like get a live turkey and put it in your house i don't know why i'm saying this like it's weird but like put it in soda yeah i think if you put a penny in soda all the oxidization will go away yeah it cleans it off real nice real nice i I zone out from time to time and um did you guys just suggest getting a live turkey and putting it in coke yeah i think that's that's what i thought the direction was going but until it's dead yeah (laughs) i don't know i think the turkey would drown before like the nails experiment right wouldn't it just die either way i think this is a bad idea oh yeah it would it would die well before it dissolved completely i thought this i condone this i gotta be honest i thought this podcast was like animal friendly but Y'all are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this took a dark turn. I mean, when it started, we were animal friendly, but now we've been just destroyed by war. The war has really affected you guys, animals. yeah. The war has gone to you, uh, you know, it's really gotten to you. It's all about survival. Yes. Fuck anything else. <laughs> okay, so, like, do you go into the cube, then? Is that the thing? Does this, does this fucking asshole live inside of a Rubik's Cube? No, you just touch no. the cube and you get the powers from it. What? Oh wait, no one said what the decision they made yet. Oh, you're talking about the device that the A and the the A and the B thing well, is. Is that what you're talking about? Eventually, I mean, if you do choose one of those options, something happens, and then you're surrounded by. Uh... I assure you, some, something happens if you choose either of those options. <laughs> yeah. All right. But you're not like going okay. into the cube. This is the Elemis sending oh, you. Oh, so which one did you choose? I don't actually remember which letter I chose. I have to look. I have to take a look here. Was that a factoid fury? Or was that uh, some kind of other thing? What if you guys... Casey, you the should do this. Thing? Like, you could draw, like, a factoid fury. Or factoid furry, I should say. So every time you guys <laughs> have a, fact, a fury of factoids, it'd be a furry telling you to your face what the facts are. <laughs> Just a suggestion. Hey, kids, my name's Factoid the Furry. Oh, boy, this suit really smells. Dude, if you die at the end of my choice, I will be shocked. I don't know. What did everyone do? Well, who chose A? Who chose B? David, you do you want to tell us first? I pushed button A. 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 Drew, what did you pick? I also pressed A. Casey? I also pressed A. I picked B. Oh, wow. You fucking weirdo. Such a rebel. Shocking. Um, And that's how I guessed correctly, Drew, which one you picked. What happens when you push B? So when you push B, you are suddenly transported to a forest and you hear crashing behind you. Tobias says, I'll go up and see what that's about. He flaps up and then simply says, run, and you do. Then you realize there's a T-Rex chasing you. You run until you trip and the T-Rex lowers its head down to snap you up and its teeth are inches from you when it freezes. The Elemis gives you a choice, wolf or cockroach. That's what happens when you press B. Okay. And that's why I knew Drew didn't pick B, because I was like, oh no, Drew knows it's going to happen if he does this one. Um, no. I mean, I guess we'll have to discuss that a little further along in the podcast. Put a pin in that, and we'll come back. Okay. I did this whole thing wrong. I don't understand what you're talking about right now. That's because we all chose A, and she chose you... B. Oh, okay. Did I? That's what you said. You, that's what, that is what you said. <laughs> okay. Well... Okay. i mean you're not committed to it if you picked b you can you can tell us i won't like make you tell us what you did i told i told i totally picked i picked a i mean like i've already died at this point so i'm on life two 
Okay, that's fine. And I picked A on this this turnaround. Okay, so who wants to tell me what happens when you pick A? Or I can tell you because I did read through this later just so I knew. You get transported to the Lego land with the Fran Drescher aliens. The East Court. <laughs> East Court. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so they don't describe them as this in the Alternomorphs, but in the original series, we've seen the Iskurt before, and they're described as these, uh, like, the, like what you read in the book, like with all the weird fleshy skin and the backwards legs and everything, but they're also described as having these necks like accordions that sound like Fran Drescher laughing every time they expand their throats. It's fucking awful. <laughs> yes, it is. Ugh. Uh, so, yeah, you get sent to the Iskort homeworld. All the aliens are pressing it around you, and you almost get knocked over the edge until Axe grabs you with his tail and pulls you back, which was very Yay. nice of him. It's Good pretty sweet him. they offered to braid your nose hair. I thought that was nice. Yeah, and Rachel doesn't want to get her hair cut again, and what else do they offer to do? To take his eyes? Well, was yeah. that part your of eyes it? will Attached fetch top to dollar head. in the best boutiques, especially if they're still Put attached. them in that boutique. Yeah. Booty, 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 boutique. Booty, booty, booty. Yeah, oh, and then uh, the Elemist appears again and offers you stuff. Okay, so how about I give you guys a choice here? I can tell you guys exactly what happens through the entire dinosaur run, and then we can just discuss the options that you guys chose, since I was the only one that chose B. Or we could keep trying to do this interwoven. What would you guys prefer? I mean, I did <clears throat> both tracks because I got confused. So <laughs> I'm like down for <laughs> anything at this point. Yeah, I fucked up. I think for, yeah, for to make it, you know, easy to understand as a listener, maybe we do go through the dinosaurs and then come back to the Lego land. Okay, cool. That's okay. what I think too. All right. All right. So here are, um, this is what happened with the dinosaur track and uh, the decisions that I made. Um, I only chose one on the decision to death and I did it purposely because I wanted to see some velociraptors. But um, here we go. Drop that in. (laughs) We could put the shitty flute version in. <laughs> like we did at the end of the Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you you get to choose wolf or cockroach, I chose cockroach, obviously. Um, yeah. You start morphing cockroach, you run towards the T-Rex, you run under its belly, out from under its tail, you're getting smaller and smaller, and that is a good thing. The Rex turns around, sniffs around the bush where you're hiding under, and you're about less than two feet tall now. It bites at the ground, it grabs you, and you wind up in its mouth, but you're still shrinking. So even though you're almost ripped in half by the T-Rex biting the ground around you, you manage to pull yourself out of its mouth, it shakes its head, you go flying. Roaches are hard to kill. You hear the team, they're yelling ahead of you, but their yells are fading. You demorph and you follow the T-Rex's footprints, and right as it's about to get dark, there's smoke, and you follow it and catch up to your teammates who tell you about how Axe killed the T-Rex, they give you some T-Rex meat that they're cooking, uh, and after eating, you fall into a dreamless sleep until you are woken up by someone yelling, Stampede! The next choice is do you go roach or do you run? And I chose to run because I've read Megamorphs in the Time of the Dinosaurs. So I ran. I ran alongside the long-necked dinosaurs following Jake. But you can't keep ahead of these dinosaurs because they are fueled by panic and have four legs and are way faster than you. So Tobias calls out there's another T-Rex ahead, and right about then you get knocked down by one of these long-necked dinosaurs. 
The T-Rex is right there and snaps you up, swallowing you whole. You are pressed up against bones and meat, and you realize this is the T-Rex's last meal. As the battery acid stomach juices touch you, you start to morph Roach, you make it to Roach, you start crawling out of its stomach, and you're kind of passing in and out of consciousness, and then you make it up its throat and out of its mouth. You start to demorph. Cassie says, there you are. They ask, who killed this T-Rex? Because you look over and there's the Rex that ate you, laying dead. And Jake says he acquired the T-Rex and morphed in its mouth and basically blew its face up, exactly like the book. Um, so you guys start walking away from there. You're approaching a giant canyon, and as you get closer, you look down and you see a city in what appears to be a flying saucer. The choice here is ignore the city or, like, pay attention to the city. And uh, you're supposed to pay attention to the city. I, in this moment, chose to ignore it because then you got to go visit some Deinonychus that eats you. It's great. If you acknowledge the city, what happens then is that uh, everything flashes before your eyes. You find yourselves in an IMAX theater, and the Elemis shows you a movie about human innovation, which is, like, the first fire. And then it goes to, like, you know, the everybody touching the giant fucking monolith and the monkeys dancing around, blah, blah, blah. Basically one of those really cliched things all the way up through, like, the invention of the light bulb and shit. Um, and then the Elemis tells you that you pass the test. In another flash, the movie theater disappears and you're in the car with your parents. You call out to your mom and she acknowledges you and you realize that while you remember everything that happened now, it's before you found the cube. And you can avoid everything that just happens if you want to. And that's how the book ends. That's winning in this book. Just ignore it. So, nothing yeah, happens. That's the dinosaur track. <clears throat> Wow, that's the best ending? That's awesome. That's the best ending. <laughs> yeah, so that's the dinosaur track if you picked B. But it's so arbitrary. Damn. It is. It's completely arbitrary. And, like, it's very easy to tell what you should do if you've read In the Time of the Dinosaurs. Right. Uh-huh. For so. sure. Yeah, no, if I would have went that way, it would have been, like, a lot more sure footing for me. Yes, it would have been. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, as far as the howlers go, now it's up to you guys. Tell me what happened. Here was my note. What's a howler? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. The whole yep. time I was reading this, like I was making my way through some of the vocabulary, and I was like, "Dude, I, I don't know what that one is." Um, and then I was thinking about David. I was like, "Oh God." This is like a greatest hits of all <laughs> all the stuff that it, you had to have read all the other books to For get any sure. of them. Yeah, there was some vocabulary words that you had to be it's on the so internet to get. so inside baseball. I was like, yeah. It's like, all right, I guess, you know, these things are going to hunt us or whatever. <laughs> cool. I mean, if if you got into the thing that hunts you, that's basically like, they're, they're weird. Like, howlers were these creatures that were created by the evil guy that fights the Elemist. And the evil guy that fights the Elemist is basically Sauron from Lord of the Rings. It's a giant floating fiery eye of doom. Wow. And... He created these, like, monster hunter things that are, like, uh, they're basically, like, these dog kind of creatures that are, have, like, a turn, how did they describe it? A lazy Susan stomach so they can, like, flip all the way around and, like, rotate and they, their howls kill people and they're, like, a hive mind sort of thing and they have, like, predator eyes that can see in the dark but also, like, other shit and, like, claw hands and they can use weaponry. Like, they're supposed to be the ultimate hunters. And they're fueled by this desire to play, but play to them is wiping out entire species of aliens. I mean, that does sound fun. It sounds like a good Saturday, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what well, howlers are in a very kind of basic sort of way. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forgot that. Maybe. 
maybe we didn't talk about Howlers so much. I mean, they were in a book, but they were, like, in one book that if you're... God, reading this, it was, like, 20 books ago now. Yeah. Well, you know. You know. You know. Oh, man. I'm surprised I'm the only one that got the dinosaur track. I'm extremely excited by this. Oh, it's okay. The rest of us probably died in really fucking dumbass ways, too. I know I did. (laughs) That's what you think. Oh, Casey. Oh, Alex. Oh. Okay. I thought I did all right. Like, I mean, like, I kind of felt like my my ending was okay-ish. But we're not there yet. No, we're not there yet. There's a whole bunch of decisions we have to make. Yeah, Yeah, there was a a shit ton. Well, there was two now, but, like, those two led to... Like, in the dinosaur track, it was, like, you go, and there was the right decision, and then there was death. But, like, when I was going through some of the escort track, it was, like, you had, like, A, B, C decisions, where you had to make, like, two decisions before you'd get to, like, the death or whatever, and then have to go back. Uh Uh-huh. And some of them were, like, even if you picked the wrong shit and then went back one decision you died either way so you had to go back like two decisions yours was way more blown out than than dinosaurs yeah i feel like pressing a was the main story and b was like just a longer death sequence <laughs> but i guess there was one good way of getting out of it and you found it in the escort world uh the elemist that's the basically the howlers appear tells you you have to fight the howlers again and then he offers you three morphs. You can either choose Andalite, Shark, Komodo, Dragon, or Fly, Hawk, Horkbizzer. So what did you guys choose? I, I think it's pretty obvious I, I picked the Komodo Dragon. Yeah. Nice. Battle morph. Good job, Drew. <laughs> Heck yeah. Those things are crazy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pick that dumb shit. So you all picked the first one? No. Nope. Uh, I picked the Fly, Hawk, and Horkbizzer. Um... And the thing that tipped me off was the shark in the first batch. And I was like, well, that's fucking useless yeah. in in this world because there's no water. And then the Flyhawk and Horkbajer seemed like a good yeah. variety of morphs for, for many different situations. I chose the same thing, if only because then I would get to be a hawk and I could hang out with Tobias and be a birdman for a while. A birdman. <laughs> that's right. And that's your dream, is to be a birdman for a while? No, I just, you know, like, Tobias seems like a cool guy, but he's got no one to fly around and hang out with, so I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll, I'll just go be with that guy for a while. Aw. Aw. Seems really like a nice, nice, of you. nice fellow. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was really good. Aw. Um, so I guess knowing what happens next, Drew, do you want to walk us through your decision here? <laughs> For sure. So my decision, so the Howlers, turns out, like, one of their weapons is that they howl, and it kind of messes with other species quite a bit. So, like, it seemed like a pretty good choice, because what I had done is I had turned into a uh, Komodo dragon, which means, like, I became this giant, like, lion-sized lizard thing with sharp teeth and poisonous bite and no ears, so I didn't have to hear the howling. And, um... Then I bit one of the howlers, and my my morph brain was like, oh, we got him. Good job. Mission done. Let's go take a nap. And uh, uh, my, my normal human brain was like, what do you mean go take a nap? We, we got to, like, we're, we just bit him once. And he's like, yeah, he's definitely dead in, like, two or three days, because, like, that's how our venom works. And then we were killed. Hooray. Aww. That's really the end of it. I mean, that's how it went down. Aw. Did you decide yep. to restart after this, or did you... Did you tap out? I did. I went back and decided to be a hawk, a fly, or a thing. 
Yeah. Nice. And it also, like, I think, if I'm correct, Axe was giving me the side eye when I chose these because he didn't want me to morph into an Andalite. That seems yeah. fair. That was my guess that he was going to be, like, like was... bitchy about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there, like, canon book history about that? Do they not? Like, he morphs human all the time. What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, so the the difference is, is Axe's human morph, he got from combining the DNA of all the kids. So he's, like, his own person. But um, there is... Okay, a... and I got mine from a magic raccoon. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> So the other way, like, they only, Andalites are a very, like, hoity-toity species. Like, they only want their people to be Andalites. And so, like, Axe gifting, he did give Tobias the ability to morph Andalite, but it's only because Tobias's dad is Axe's brother, and he wanted to share that Andalite heritage with Tobias. Like, it would be considered really weird for, like, everybody's just morph an andalite like that would be really offensive to him otherwise yeah okay it's weird i mean that's the explanation i guess it's um, weird if you if you do pick andalite um because I, I went back and i read all the failure scenarios um if you do pick andalite then you get too cocky and then you get howled at and then your brain basically explodes that's fun yeah super so fun. you can't win Choosing these set of morphs. No. I'm guessing. There is no winning yes. with that set of morphs. Right. Is is there any where you do turn... Can you turn into the shark? Did they write that bit? Like, I know there's no water. Yeah, no, you realize very quickly that, like, I can't be a shark. This is dumb. It would have been funny if they wrote that, like, you turned into a shark and then you realize... <laughs> and then no you're like, uh, I've made a mistake. Flop, flop. Yeah, I'm a shark. <laughs> Just like a magic carp. <laughs> the only way that would have ended was, like, plummeting... For like miles and miles down to the escort planet core, which I don't even know if it has water down there. An equally bad ending, I guess. Did they even say what kind of shark? Because that that would have been a giveaway too. Because like they're usually are pretty specific about that kind of a thing. A megalodon. I don't think they did. I think they just said shark. <laughs> megalodon. Yeah, generic. <laughs> generic shark. Generic shark. shark. Generic shark. It is a generic shark. <laughs> okay, Dude. so what happened if you did fly hawk or horkbajer? Fly hawk horkbajer. Read this one, but I don't really remember it, and I didn't take notes on it because I was just skimming at this point. So I'm relying on you guys heavily to tell me what happened. <laughs> uh, like a fight is still going on, and then Jake tells everyone to fly, and so everyone turns into a fly and gets yeah. out of there. Yeah, and we turn into a fly, which is important, because it's just sort of a... And they yeah, escape. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about how you see a bunch of different fucking images with your fly eyes. Help me! Um, That's pretty uh, par for the course. Yeah, and you escape, and you find an, an escort guide, a place to hide, which is a rhyme. Uh, and you sleep in shifts, and you're hanging out with that robot guy. Um, Eric! Right. I he forgot about him. useless he is. Yeah. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> He's like Data, but <laughs> one that sucks even more. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, he doesn't he smell. Actually, sucks. <clears throat> and he can't fight because. But he'll help you, but he can't fight at all. And then, he likes then I think you guys go to bed, and you wake up and you smell a bunch of insecticide. Yeah, like pumping and in poison. And you're like, oh snap! 
can't turn into a fly anymore, we'll totally die. So I think then you're given the yeah, choice. You can, Is that when you're given you, the you choice? You can choose Hawk, hawk? or hawk? you can choose Hork Bajor. Hork Bajor. Well, let me hork tell bonjour. you, I chose Hork Bajor. Really? Because I chose Hawk first. And, uh... You jerk, you're doing so well. Let me yeah, tell you I something. Well. <laughs> what happens if you choose Hawk? Uh, am I the only one that chose it? No, I, I picked it too. Okay. Um, Okay, so if you choose Hork Bajor, you um, you fall off the side of the building to your death. Yeah, basically. oh great, because you're. And, um, I don't really understand like the lead up. Um, I'm on like life number five at this point, and I've kind of just taken a backseat to skimming these. Yeah, yeah, you fall because um, your your blades are meant for gripping tree bark instead of Legos, so you slide down the Legos to your death. Nice. I'm just absolutely convinced that this world is made of Legos. You can't convince me otherwise. It is. It is made of Legos. Uh huh. If you pick a hawk, I'm into you it. You escarp, kind of. Um, you get into a dogfight, basically, and people shoot you. Yeah, don't and, you like get shot um, in the wing or something? Um, but in this, somebody gets shot. Who does? Doesn't Cassie get? Doesn't Cassie get blown away? You all get shot, yeah. basically. But Cassie definitely got really shot. Yeah, Cassie gets Cassie beefs it and dies, <laughs> which is like <laughs> the most awful thing. But um, during this, uh, Eric creates another fun hologram of a bunch of uh, escort that he's using oh, yeah. to like disguise Ooh. you guys from the uh, from the whoever the fuck is after you at this point. Still the howlers? Are we still getting chased by howlers? Yeah, yeah. still howlers. Yeah. Um, oh, and so I was really mad because in the beginning, before we fought the Howlers, um, the Elemist said he was going to erase our memories from the last time we fought the Howlers so that we would have a clean slate. And right. then in this run, somebody mentions that the Elemist and Krayak have an arrangement not to kill the Escort. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> he just said he erased your memories. So unless you came to that conclusion somewhere in, in the in immediate, what is this? Anyway. Cassie's dead. It's very sad. Oh, that is very sad. <sighs> well, it's sad for someone. I don't know who. Some, one of these dudes has a crush on her or some shit. Oh, Jake, her boyfriend. Ooh. He's the one who screams a lot. Yeah. He, very sad. As he demorphs, he starts to scream as his human mouth is reformed, and I thought that was pretty metal. Oh. <laughs> 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 so Rachel's super pissed, and she turns at you, and she's like, this is your fucking fault, asshole. And then, yeah. uh, Rachel, we are all sad. Somehow. Blaming one another will not help. That's Axe's voice. <laughs> That's what Axe sounds like. Uh, and then you're like, my fault. And she says, you got Cassie killed. And then uh, everyone's still like trying to get her to back off. But then she wants you to promise to stay out of the fucking way. <laughs> I don't want you getting anyone else killed. Yes. And that's your choice to make, whether to stay out of the way for the rest of the time or not. And let me tell you something. Damn. I did not stay out of the way. Oh. 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 Yeah. I'm trying to keep it consistent here. If I'm going to have a character. You're a man of action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, sometime in the middle of the night, um, <laughs> supposedly, <laughs> supposedly you're getting gassed again, but it's actually just the other Animorphs trapping you as a fucking fly. <laughs> they put you in this thing yeah. that they keep you in for two hours and you're what screwed and you're fuck? a fly. I am a fly now. 
My favorite part is they add, unfortunately, flies only live for two weeks. Yes, they really. I was like, damn, that's such a flex. They really rub the salt in the fly wound. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, you really fucked up. Yeah. Good job, Good dumbass. Job. You're a fly. Oh, shit. Holy shit. That's brutal. Um, I picked, um, I promised to stay out of the way because I was sad and I'm scared of Rachel. Well, I did as uh, I did as well because again, at the end of this one where you're strapped as a fly, it tells you to go back and try yeah. again. <laughs> it's a freebie. <laughs> um, oh man! And then what happens? You're nothlet. So what I was gonna say right before David, before I found out David got trapped as a nothlet, was like, I'm really impressed with with your run, and like I I thought this was like the coolest thing ever. I'm like, this is the David that we all needed to see. And like, oh, this is great. And then at the very end, you got trapped as a nothlet by Rachel anyways. And I was like, how poetic that this is, that is exactly what happened in the book series. I really feel like this is a weird, like, this is like that thing of where like in Avengers Endgame, you got to relive half of the, like the really fun movies that you guys have been watching for 10 years. And this is like a weird way for Animorphs to just play their greatest hits. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, but they didn't yeah. like... <laughs> I mean, let's jam every robot and alien and weirdo we have never met in this entire book series into like three chapters and then leave this person as a fucking fly. I mean, we could have fit a lot more weirdos and Sounds aliens good to me. in here. Like this isn't even half the cast of like the weirdos and the aliens that we've run across. But otherwise, yeah, it is kind of true. I, I wish mean, there was a track you could go down where you wind up as that pack of M&Ms that that dude was buying at one time. <laughs> Or maybe you wind up as the gallon of milk. Oh. That, the milk that Marco like that drops possible. on the way back from you the mean, You mean the one that Marco left behind when he had yes. to turn yes. into a gorilla and yes. save that? Yes. <laughs> That's oh, exactly God. right. <laughs> These are the important ones. So, um, did you guys pass the test then, or what? Um, yeah, so... Is that where you want to I up? chose to stay out of the way, and um, the, the book goes on the same way it did in the in the Towler book. And then, so we're all, like, getting ready to fight again. And then suddenly we are transported by the right. Elemist to some sort of ticker tape parade. And the Elemist is like, well, you kind of fucked up, so I'm going to let you bring back one dead person. So choose one of your parents to bring back. And then you choose Cassie. And then suddenly Cassie's there and she's like, I love ticker tape parades. And then that's the end. Bullshit. It's, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. That's why I wrote my notes. I saved Cassie and not my parents. That's fucking bullshit. bullshit. There's no fucking way I would do that. <laughs> it's like, whatever. All right. Ugh. I mean. You either <laughs> you either save Cassie or live long enough to see yourself become a fucking fly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the line, right? From that movie. <laughs> or you meant to save Cassie and then you run there and you found out you saved Harvey Dent instead. Yeah. Is that what you just said? No! Rachel! Rachel! <laughs> like, there right. should have been one more choice there and it should have been your parents or Cassie. And the Cassie one ends the way it does, but the your parents one ends with Rachel turning into a grizzly bear and, like, tearing you limb from limb. Yeah. Ugh. I wish I'd picked the dinosaur pack Word the up. first time. <laughs> I mean, if it gave oh, you boy. any sort of indication about what was to come with button A or B, maybe. Yeah, that's what I that's what I didn't like. If there had been like 
a picture of something on the button. Like, there was a picture of a dinosaur or the picture of a... I don't know. Fuck. Something. It really was a blind choice. Yeah. It was like curtain one or curtain two. Yeah. <clears throat> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, fucker. <laughs> God. And, like... Um. It's not really your fault that Cassie even died. No. I mean, you didn't set any of this in motion. A little furry raccoon did, if anything. Right. Yeah. He's the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's to blame. And why was he so mad at David? Because he changed the timeline. So, like, the Elemist... So how did David... No, 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 no. No, I understand that it's different than it happened in the book or whatever, but, like... How did David, the character, change the timeline? Nothing. He didn't make any of those choices. Right. No, he, he was just doing what he was wrote to do. The Animorphs made the choice for him. Right. <sighs> <sighs> this whole book is bullshit. Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I'm sending a letter. <laughs> Back to the year 2000 when this was published. <laughs> I was going to say, if any of them still work at Scholastic, I, I would be amazed. So one thing I liked about this book that I that I felt was missing in the first Alternomorphs was you got a different variety of, of choices. Like the button choice was bullshit, but I liked the the fact that you didn't just pick what to morph. You got to pick like whether or not you did something. Um, so I like the, the variety of choices in this one. If I could say anything positive about it. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> Some of these books have been like wildly like complex for a children's bookstory. Like, like the not-quite-black-and-white, like, themes on war mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like, feeling about your enemies and stuff like that. And then you get to this one. And this is, like, completely outside and in its own universe, right? You didn't have to touch this at all. Yeah, it's inconsequential. Okay. The TV show was going at this time, apparently? Oh, yeah. Watch <laughs> it on Nickelodeon. Okay. <laughs> Man, TV show. Was it on SNCC? Uh, this is where I don't know because Canadian television was slightly different than U.S. television, so we didn't necessarily have that. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, I can't answer all the historical questions about TV channels. (laughs) Boo! I know! (laughs) The worst. Yeah, so that was this book. Yay! David, this is the only Animorphs book you've read. How did it work for you? Um, it's fine. I don't think, like, on its own, uh, there's just, like, there's just, like, nothing to it. Because it's all, like, there's, there's no attempt to, like, uh, try and make you feel, like, the weight of your decisions. But also, there's no, there's, they're not, like, writing the characters or the drama in the story itself in a way that makes you feel any weight of your decisions even like if it's the if you're if it's your first time or if you've been there forever it's like they're really just relying on you having all this like uh the knowledge of like the backstory to bring to this tale uh and like i said it really felt like that was like kind of a it was like a greatest hits little hey remember this if you like were paying attention you're like hey i bet yeah. you remember this yep Remember these guys in their Lego Legoland over here? It felt like a clip show a little bit. Yeah, no, you're totally right. But, like, I think, like, if you came looking for a good Animorph story, you didn't find one here. <laughs> if you came looking for, like, a really good choose-your-own-adventure book, you didn't find one here. It was just, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, let's half-ass it on both parts. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, it, it is what it is, and it's cute, and I enjoyed the like half an hour that it took to read through it. It was short. Uh, I was I was surprised. I thought it was going to take a lot yeah, more, a... and it did not. Yeah, most of these take about an hour and forty minutes with like a break to read through, and this one took thirty minutes, I think. Yeah. Yes. This one. I mean, I think the the longest part of reading this book was getting through the first four chapters where you're just like, okay, when do I get to start? This is boring. <laughs> yeah, also, like, it just makes you seem like a dummy, like, in the beginning. <laughs> you're like, you know, yeah, there's Walmart, and then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of kids that suck, and then there's another group of kids. They probably also suck. I don't know. I'm new here. They all suck. They're all a bunch of dicks. Let me go throw rocks in a construction site. Yeah. <laughs> that actually starts even back when Rachel's explaining the book to you. Like, when you settle in, you're like, oh, Rachel's narrating this. And she's like, I bet you wish you were special. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, yeah. Right. you're just a normie. And also, it sucks. And uh. the other thing, too, is if you were a fan of Animorphs and you picked up this book, you realize within, like, two chapters that you're playing the role of David, the most hated character in the Animorphs series by yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's like, oh, God, there's no, there's nothing here that I want to continue with. I actually, like, so normally I go into these and it's like, oh, I want to play to win. I want to get everything right and not die. And as soon as I realized that we were playing Book David, I was like, I kind of want to kill him. <laughs> like, I'm not about to lie to you. <laughs> I kind of want to purposefully fail. Oh, because I just hate that character so much. But yeah. I, to my credit, I did get everything right in both runs, so... Let me just. Uh, I don't see how have, saving Cassie instead of there. either one of your parents is a is a positive outcome. Well, you, you, know, you save <laughs> you know what I'm saying? an anamorph, which will increase the chances that Earth will be saved? Question mark. Question mark. For sure. Yes. I don't know. I got both my parents back. Well, lati da for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you never got to turn into a horse, so... I never... I had the memories of it, the fond memories to think of at night. Do you, though? I don't miss Yeah, so... Right. Overall, not a good book. Nah, it wasn't great. You guys want to rate characters for fun? <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> um, uh, I think Marco did an outstanding job. I rate Cassie as being dead. Marco approached the new kid at school. Oh. Blown away as a bird. <laughs> Oh, uh, Rachel didn't. Uh, I don't think she talked about going to the mall or changing clothes once. Wow, that's very unusual. Book. Wow. Uh, I disagree. In the introduction, my name is Rachel, and she describes herself as just an urban, another suburban mall rat in the second paragraph. Oh yeah. Oh, she does. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. It's like immediately. Mention. Just get it over with. Yeah, nailed herself yep. right there. Okay. Yeah. No. No. She did. She did. She walked right into Ripped it. Ripped the bandaid off. She did not insult Cassie's fashion sense, though. That's because she was a bird unusual. and got blown away. <laughs> it would have been an ill-timed joke. Dead yeah, bird. Yeah, exactly. It would have been really brutal. Do we know what Michael and Jake this book was written for? Yeah. Oh. Um, Are those her kids or something? Yeah. Yeah, we do. No, uh, Michael Grant is her husband, and Jake is her firstborn son, who was born, like, partway through writing this series. Ooh. Okay. I think, if I remember correctly, Jake okay. has now transitioned and is a girl. But I don't know her name now. Wait, the kid's name? What? That's all I know. 
What I love about the book is the cover is foil. And if there's uh, one thing that's going to get my attention in the bookstore, it's a shiny object. That's true. <laughs> that's why I bought the hologram ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, the hologram. Yeah, those are good. But there's only like eight of them. Only. After that, you have to get the old covers with the cool, morphing, weird, this is my dog and my dog's son and my other dog's son. <laughs> Now, the new covers, do they have, like, am I right in thinking that their pop references are, like, updated a little bit? Yes, and they also fixed some uh, continuity issues in them. That's super cool. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I mean, they're only a little bit. Like, they edited a word here and there, but yeah, they did update them. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) They did a re-release of, like, the first eight books, like, a couple... I say a couple of years ago, probably five or six years ago now. Uh-huh. And they updated some of the references to, like, stores and stuff. Because if you read, like, the main series, there's a lot of, like, I went to The Gap and, like, Cinnabon and, like, really, like, at-the-time references. So they updated some of the stores that had, like, gone out of business and things like that. Uh, and then they also fixed a few continuity errors where, like, in book, I think, three... Um, the author wrote that like so and so turned into an eagle, and they didn't have an eagle morph; they had an osprey morph, and so like they fixed little things like that too. What store is out of business? <laughs> KB Toys? Do those not exist anymore? Maybe uh, the Limited? Is there Limiteds anymore? I thought that was just the oh. uh, Express for boys. Express for boys. <laughs> <laughs> the Buckle? I think the Buckle's out of business now. R.I.P. The Buckle. Big dogs. <laughs> Oh, Radio Shack. Nope. That would be one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Fuck Radio Shack. Yeah, Radio Shack definitely is dumb. Oh. Wonderful. I like that store. Like, if you were like 13 years old and you wanted to buy a CB radio, that was really the only place to go. Yeah. It is true. They had all of stuff for electronics that you would use for electronics. Guys, <laughs> I need you to. I need you to get on the ground and lick up that little bit that you poured out for the buckle because they are in perfect health. They are still going strong. Well, fuck you, the buckle, for making me feel bad. (laughs) Sorry. Not not you, Drew. The buckle. This is the buckle's fault. I have a question about propriety. If you do pour (laughs) one out for a thing that died and it turns out it's not dead, do you actually have to suck it back up? Oh, yeah. I think you do, if possible. If it's not like, like, if it's on the pavement, yeah, you need to get down. Okay. I mean, I didn't pour any out, so I'm safe, but still. It's a five-second rule. I believe there's a Coolio song outlining these rules, but yeah. Coolio has music? (laughs) I'm old. Sorry, that was mean. No, I was just being mean. I was being a bully. Says you're you're young at heart. It's fine. And in body. You, 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 you... Alright. You! <laughs> Are there any more of these uh, fucking choose-your-own-adventures here where they, uh, they're like, you know, after they blast through like ten more of the regular season books, they're like, well, let's go back and make this a choose-your-own-adventure. Nope, there's only two. This was the last one. Thank God. Thank God. Do you think that this book is the reason that there were only two? Uh, I mean, I don't think the, the first, first one... The first one was worse, is what I heard. Yeah, the first one didn't make a strong case either. <laughs> I think it was just... They weren't done well, and there was just no reason to keep them around anymore. I think this is a case of fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. We won't get shamed again. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) 
when did the when when did these books start pu- uh, their publishing run? Like when did they start being published? Um, the early night. I can answer that exactly for you. Let me uh get to the internet because this is a copyright. To I noticed of the year two thousand, and I really thought that animorphs were donezo by the year two thousand. No, they started in ninety six, and I think they ended in two thousand one, maybe two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand one. What? That's gonna sound Um, great. And this particular book was two thousand. Yeah. We're almost done. I hate it. We are almost done. Is that true? See, this is where your major mistake went by actually being organized and doing things on a timely basis. Drew and I have years (laughs) of Superboy ahead of us because we release like one episode every four months. It's awesome. That's a solid business plan. We're on you right now, just <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> All right, well, should we start wrapping this thing up? Sure. All right. Um, well, this has been our our bonus episode <laughs> that we'll publish live <laughs> about alternomorphs. Um, well, thank you, David and Drew, for recording with us. It was super yeah. fun, and I'm glad you guys could. And I know we've talked about Superboy a few times, but plug Superboy for me, please. Cadmus to Crisis, a Superboy podcast, is available now on iTunes and from uh, Podbean. Uh, if you enjoy uh, the 1990s and comic books and uh, just listening to a couple of jokers with uh, occasionally hilarious guest hosts, you should come find our podcast, Cadmus to Crisis, a Superboy podcast. Awesome. Uh, we are also on Twitter as Cadmus to Crisis. <laughs> Just Google Cadmus to Crisis. I can't do the cool is 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 is. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite part that I've always wanted to do but never have. You, you can do it. You can do it next time that we record for sure. <gasps> can I really? Alex is on the show frequently. <laughs> yeah, lately it's been like Alex has been the the third uh, co-host. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, and if you want to talk to us at Animorphs Anonymous, we have a Gmail account, which is at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com, or a Facebook group, which is uh, the Animorphs Anonymous Facebook group, or Super Secret Super Awesome Bandalites group, which is facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous, or we're on Twitter at Animorphs Anonymous. I do not understand the difference between the groups. You don't understand which part? I don't understand any of it. How is it a secret if you tell everybody every time? Are you in the Bandalites group? The Animorphs. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I might be in it. I don't even know. Um, I think you're in Andalites Bandalites for Bandalites sure. is more for goofs, I think. Is that where I talk about El Fangor and how El Fangor is Spanish for the Fangor? <laughs> I think so. All right. That's a, okay, probably. Because here's, here's how that works. So, like, the fan page, nobody can really post on. Like, you can, but it doesn't. Like, that page isn't built for group discussions. It's more just for us publishing stuff. And then, like, the actual group is the Andalite Bandalite. So you must be in it because you've been able to, like, actually publish things on it and, like, talk on it. So. El Fangor! Yeah. <laughs> this is how Facebook works. Yeah. And then there's our shitty images on Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous. And I think that's all I have to say. Uh, if you want to listen to <laughs> Animorphs Anonymous on other podcast hosting sites, you can find us on other po- podcast hosting sites, such as Podbean, Stitcher, Pocket Guest, iTunes, Podcast Republic, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Yes. Casey, tell me about your comic. Uh, I have a web comic. It's called B-Side You. You can find that at bsidyoucomic.com. It will be updating again in December, so look forward to that. David and Drew, do you have any comics or other things that you want to plug? 
I have a website, davidbyerjr.com, and uh, you can find me on... Uh, you actually can find both of us at Cadmus to Crisis on Twitter. It's actually just me now at this point. Uh, if you find Drew on the internet, then you will have achieved a special, a special level of... Uh, I don't know, computer fidelity because the dude's like an invisible man and shit. <laughs> I've achieved a special louder level of computer fidelity. Something like that. I found Drew on the internet. That's about yeah, right. Secret achievement. Secret achievement unlocked. I've done it. I feel so accomplished. All right. Then I guess that's it. We'll wrap it up. Okay. Bye. bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.